0: It's a new day and time for another NCEA podcast. There are two dioceses in the state of Virginia. Today, we are headed to the Diocese of Arlington. The Diocese of Arlington has fifty schools serving eighteen thousand students. Over seventy percent of the diocesan elementary schools have received a national blue ribbon. In twenty twenty two, Arlington graduates received more than eighty three million in scholarships and the diocese provided $7.2 million in financial aid. Join me on a virtual tour to St. Agnes Catholic School. I'm Laura MacDonald, and this is NCEA Podcast Lead, Learn, Proclaim Edition. Joining us today is Principal Jennifer Kustel. Welcome, Mrs. K. Thank you, Laura. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for being here. Jennifer received the NCEA Lead Learn Proclaim at the NCEA 2023 convention in Dallas, Texas. In your nomination, Jennifer, your school community had a lot of wonderful things to say about you. One of your classes described you as sparkly and I wasn't quite sure what that meant until I met you. And then when I heard you were the understudy in the sixth grade play for the role of the tree, I knew you would be a perfect guest on this podcast. So the big question is, did you get to carry out that performance?
1: I did. And actually, I would also like to say I was the understudy for Odysseus when, and he had strep throat and I was one day away from getting that actually being oh, Odysseus. Man. I know. So the tree was it was a nice consolation prize, but um, I do love the theater. Um, I love watching the Tonys every year. And uh, that's kind of my thing. So, yeah, I was a tree. I got to do it. I thought I did a very nice job.
0: And in addition to the role of the tree, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: For sure. Um, I'm actually a product of a Catholic um, school as well from the great state of New Jersey. I've been in education for 27 years. Um, I have two daughters that are my greatest accomplishment. Um, They are 18 and 20, and they are St. Agnes alums as well. Um, My husband and I celebrated our 25th anniversary. We met at the Catholic University of America um, during a spring break, which that could be another podcast. Um, (laughs) And I have a very blessed and wonderful life. Well, that's great. Um, Congratulations on your anniversary. Thank you.
0: So tell our listeners about
1: St. Agnes School. I know you're home of the Lions, is that correct? That is correct, (laughs) yes. yeah, so people often say that Saint Agnes is like the Catholic school that they they grew up and went to. Um, we are kind of nestled in this uh, little um, neighborhood, Cherrydale, in Arlington, Virginia, and it's just a it's a parish school. We serve Saint Agnes Parish, but we also serve many other surrounding parishes, and it kind of has the neighborhood feel. Like on a given day, you'll see kids walking up Stafford Street, walking down Randolph Street. Um, we do a carpool line, so it really is just wonderful school. We have 460 kids. We're at capacity. We just finished a a renovation. Um, And like, I, you know, as you mentioned, we won the Blue Ribbon, the only private and Catholic school in Virginia to do that this year. And I always tell um, prospective parents, it is a great time to be at St. Agnes. That's great. That's great.
0: It sounds like a a great, I love the feel of our neighborhood schools. I, I could picture it as you were describing it. I was browsing your school website, and your mission statement caught my attention right away. In the statement, you emphasize educating your students to become loving Christians, inspired leaders, outstanding achievers, and natural communicators. Tell tell us about natural communicators. Why did your school decide this was a priority for your students,
1: and what does it look like at St. Agnes? So... To us, St. Agnes, we take great pride in the fact that your student, beginning and as a pre K three student, will begin public speaking. Um, and it's a very, you know, it's, it's a simple um, step where the three year old on the Feast of the Guardian Angels comes in with a heart that's and looks at the teacher in the eye and says, "God loves you." And from then they progress, and they um, we uh, they will lead us in the saints. Um, they will on. A, they will read at mass. Uh, we do plays. As I said, the sixth grade does plays. We just finished Shakespeare. We just did two. We did a Midsummer Night's Dream. And I said it wasn't like dummy Shakespeare. Like it was real Shakespeare. Like William Shakespeare's words. Um, the, the fourth grade does the uh, Virginia Wax Museum. So on any given day, the second graders end the day and they lead us in prayers. You're we want our kids to be able to speak. To adults today, yes. we had the STEM the STEM fair, um, and all the judges remarked like how they're like I hope my kids can be like this Like when they get to eighth grade. It was a lot of parents from the um, school and the community. And they're like, this is a wonderful thing the way that they're able to take their vision and be able to speak to it. And you know, I also take real great pride. A lot of the high schools and admissions directors in the area will say. We can tell your kids, like we know, oh, that's a St. Agnes kid. They looked me in the eye. They shook my hand. Um, You know, even during our open houses, we have the kids, the kids give the tours. You know, I mean, I can talk. I love St. Agnes. I can talk for hours, but the kids are what sells it. So that's really important to us. And it's something that we make part of. It's part of the curriculum. You know, every type of big project will have some sort of um, public speaking component to it. That's wonderful. That's wonderful.
0: Let's talk about enrollment. So long before COVID, enrollment has been an area of focus for you and your team, as many of our schools. Um, and it sounds like you're surrounded by several other Catholic and wonderful public schools in your area. Your families have choices. So
1: how have you increased enrollment? So, you know, that when we we have twelve Catholic schools in a six mile radius between wow. across the river and DC, and then in the Arlington area, Falls Church area, and then we we have Arlington Public School System, which is an excellent you know school system. Right. So we have always kind of been, what can we do to set ourselves apart? but also like being reflective in our practice. So it's not like, okay, this is what you get. This is every year. You know, it's always like, how can we build on our programs? Um, Taking existing programs, making them better, having open houses, having any opportunity we can get to, you know, get into the Arlington Magazine, like we'll, we'll take opportunities to make sure that we're promoting this really excellent product that we have. You know, we've been pretty solid for like the last five or six years. Teacher retention, we don't turn over te- you know, we have a great reputation with that. Um, admissions to high schools, the same thing. We, we have a great reputation. So, and then making sure we spread the good word, um, you know, and, and make sure that our kids you know, we have a presence in the community. And I think we've done a great job because, you know, obviously COVID, a lot of the Catholic schools saw a bump, you know, because we all we opened. I mean, for better, or for worse, we all were like, this is what we're going to do for the Catholic schools to kind of rise. And, and we did. Um, but our people stayed like a lot of our people didn't go back to Arlington Public Schools. You know, they stayed with us. And it's been a wonderful thing.
0: You also, I believe, did you start a pre-K program at your school? Was that there when you when you when first started? I was there,
1: we had a pre-K four. Okay. But we started the pre-K three, I think, when I was assistant principal, because there was a lot of times where the prescale the preschool, like the pre K four, we would get those families for one year, but then they'd go back to the public school because they had older siblings. And that sometimes still happens. But my thought was if we had pre-K three. They'd fall in love with us for (laughs) pre-K-3, pre-K-4, and they wouldn't want to leave. And we've seen that. You know, we've got a couple – we have now a situation where we've got kids who are like, we are trying to get our older students into your school so our pre-K-4 can go on to kindergarten. And that's a wonderful thing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you got to be irresistible, correct?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I'm kind of a – I like being from New Jersey, like a used car salesman. Like, what can I do to get you into (laughs) basketball today? You know, so –
0: You know, and I think too. You mentioned always improving, always improving. What can we do to make this better? And our families, they notice that. They notice that, especially if we're out sharing the word, like you said, and letting people know the good things happening when the parents are home and at work behind our behind our classroom doors. So you mentioned teacher retention. Um, this yeah. is a common challenge for all our schools right now across the country. And I know you and talking to you, you guys have been successful in retaining teachers. Um, besides hoping and praying, <laughs> why do you believe the teachers at St. Agnes are staying?
1: I feel that the teachers at St. Agnes, something that was super important um, for me was and I think they feel valued. They feel loved and I, they, they feel supported. And I think that that um, is, and, and they also know that if they have, there's like that circle of trust in the sense that they'll go try something different and know that even if it doesn't work, there's not going to be like, you know, terrible repercussions, you know, it's like, okay, well that lesson didn't go great, but don't worry about it. You know, we'll have, you know, there's, you live to live another day and you do something different. And, and we're so, I think for me being like from the top being reflective in my practice, like okay that didn't go as well as we thought it could so what could we do better and always asking for their input you know doing mid-year reviews like what's going well in your classroom what's not going well and what could you um what could you do to make things better you know like that would be or what can i do to help you make things better um we try to pay for their classes if they want you know we have a professional development fund we were very supportive pto we have um teacher appreciation week Which has been amazing this week. Every week, the parents have done something different. So I, I really do. I think they feel loved, and they and they feel like that they feel supported and valued. And you mentioned paying for
0: classes for them. I'm sure that goes a long way.
1: Yeah, we've been really lucky. We've been able to find you know Title II funds, and again with the professional development. So we've had like teachers who have received, you know, most of their masters, if not all of it, has been paid for. That's, that's a wonderful, wonderful. thing, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I had to take, a I took a full student loan to get my master's, you know, so that's right. a, a great relief, you know, for them.
0: I, you know, it goes a long way. It helps them feel valued and, and valuing their education as well is important to a lot of our, a lot of our staff members. Um, so St. Agnes has the, you, as you mentioned, was the only non-public school in Virginia to receive the blue ribbon in 2022. Okay. Just out of COVID, kind of, um, you decided your school was going to apply for the National Blue Ribbon. Um, You had just completed accreditation, and you chose to go through this process. First off, why was this important to your school? And secondly, I'm assuming the staff was on board. Maybe I
1: better ask them. (laughs) How did you get your staff on board? So I think that, well, so for me, it was always like, um, because I, we, I always was like, we got the blue ribbon in two thousand and nine, and that was wonderful. We were so excited, and then it's kind of like you you keep it. It's not like they take it away from you. So it's kind of like when you go to a restaurant, it's like best crab cakes on the Eastern Shore since two thousand and two. It's like, are they still really that good? You know, like that's a long time. (laughs) So my thought was like, I really wanted to do it. You know, when when you know we've had a lot of things that have gone on. Obviously, this is my fifth year as principal, and it was like we had an HVAC run. We had so many things every year. It's like, okay, now the locusts come. you're just waiting for it you know and so i was like first of all i'm thinking no one's gonna have this on their radar so if we and you know so let's see if we can do it and i have the staff that's willing to do it because like going back to it, it's like you know i don't ask them to do lunch duty we try to get a creative with our scheduling so every other week they can plan and meet together and have common planning time so when we have an ask like this people rise to the occasion and because they get excited about it. Cause it's like, we do have this wonderful school that we want to showcase. So that's really, we had, you know, I kind of called my team and said, here's what I need. Here are the questions. Here's the application. Um, Can you help me? And they did, you know, it was wonderful.
0: I think that so often we just stack and stack. I'm guilty of it myself as a former principal, just Adding to the plates of my teachers and not realizing that I need to remove something in order to ask them to take on something else. We can't just keep stacking and stacking. And I'm sure that goes a long way.
1: I think they do, and also knowing your people, like we walk, you know, I feel like I very much know my staff and my faculty because everyone's got something in my building, like taking care of an elderly parent, or you know, the kid that's gone off the reservation, you know, at college. We all, you know, I've got, we all have kids, we all have families, and and we're all, everyone comes into something in the building, and it's meeting people where they are, and knowing how you know what you can do, and you can read your building, you can all like you know, in March, you know how. Everybody it's like, you know, okay, we, we got to get like free pizza and, and everybody wear jeans tomorrow, you know, like you just, right. So it's just knowing when people are struggling and just trying to be there for them. And, you know, we, my, my assistant principal and I are in the classroom all the time. You know, we teach, we, we both teach. So it's like knowing that we know how the kids are. We know that they're being crazy. It's May, you know, every tradition we've ever had at St. Agnes, we've decided to bring back in this one month. So we, you know, we get it. Well, it, it
0: and it's doing and modeling exactly what we want our teachers to do. Know right, your right. students. Know yes. when they're full. Yes. Know when they need a break. Recognize them. Know what's going on at home. And so you can meet them where they are and help them with whatever they're bringing into that building with them. I like it. So now we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we'll talk to Jennifer, principal at St. Agnes, Diocese of Arlington, about professional development. This podcast is brought to you by Halo. Make student and faculty mental health a priority during Mental Health Awareness Month. Halo, the number one Catholic prayer and meditation app with the help of licensed mental health professionals, invites you and your students to explore the mental health content available on the app. Build healthy habits, manage stress and anxiety, and heal wounds through prayer and meditation with the help of Halo. NCA members receive an exclusive 30% discount on HALO and access to educator resources like curriculum guides, lesson plans, and coloring pages. You can activate your account by going to HALO.com backslash NCA-Mental Health. Welcome back. We're here talking about professional development with Principal Jennifer. So creating a professional learning atmosphere amongst staff can be challenging. How do you promote growth? You've talked about it a little bit, but how do you promote growth and learning with your staff?
1: So I think we, I think being a lifelong learner, like I love um, I, I love to learn new things, new, new practices. So sharing my ex, excite, excitement and enthusiasm, but also making it a priority. like you know this year I said, all right, we're finally kind of getting out of COVID. Um, everyone gets a professional development day. So and that means like even if you're doing something like you're going to a webinar, do it at home, you know, take the time for yourself, um, to grow as an educator. And we like two years ago, even, I think it was last year we were able, we do summer reading. So it's like, we're going to read this book. And then we were able to have the author come in and talk to us about differentiation. Um, even just having the, every other week, uh, a common um, team planning time or we right now we're in vertical alignment mode. Like all of the teams are meeting up and down to just talk about things that they would like to see the students having, you know, maybe mastery of some certain skills or, you know, even like just common sense, you know, like, you mm-hmm. know, they just can't get into a line, you know, or something little like that. So it's, it's all about making sure that that's a priority in our building. And I, you know, and I, and I they like the summer reading, they enjoy it and, and, also being like, okay, we're all going to learn about cooperative learning tomorrow, giving them that idea of choice, which goes back to like how you treat your students, you know, you know, having some, you know, if you want to go to this webinar, or this seminar, let's sign you up for it and we'll find the funding for it.
0: Absolutely. Um, I think too, you're you really modeled the sense of growth mindset as well. I, I noticed that in, in speaking with you, I'm sure that goes a long ways on your site. So, one aspect of faith formation at your school is your virtue program. I know it includes in-class instruction, but talk to us about how the program unifies the school and incorporates service projects. Your students mentioned it and seem to be really fond of the program.
1: So every month we have a different virtue, and we um have worked. We've done a lot of partnership with Catholic charities, um, and we do. We it could be like collections, like uh, collecting detergent um, for the mobile response van or the St. Lucy project, and we also then try to have the students run it. So like for the Super Bowl canned food drive, the second grade took. Um, they made sure they counted every day how many cans, and because you would put it in your favorite team's box, and I'm a a huge Eagles fan. And I do feel like some of my trash talking might've put things into motion for that <laughs> loss, but the kids, um, the, but the kids, so we try to get them, like, they'll be on the announcements. Like, you know, today, the fifth grade is right now in the lead for the meal packing uh, fundraiser, you know, anything that right. we can do that the kids promote it. And um, I have a class that's an extension of the religion class in seventh grade. Um, every month we'll make posters for the um, what the virtue is with a saying and then promoting the, the, the service project. So the kids do really enjoy it. And they get excited about it. Um, And we've had a lot of success. And we also were able last year with Catholic Charities, when we did a um, a drive for the refugees, they did an actual refugee simulation with my seventh grade, which is really super cool. So we're trying to, you know, do make things real, you know, not just like, here, go ask your parents for a dollar. So, you know, it's like we want them and we always say, please have them do a chore or have them bring it in, you know, so that and. So we just try to promote it across the board and do different things every month. That's great. And the student, thank you. And the student council, they come up with charities for their dress down day, which is, you know, so they'll kind of talk as a group. And so that's exciting as well. So, you know, the kids, we want the kids to have a buy-in and we want them to be a part of it because they are all very blessed and very lucky with a very good life.
0: And that's important for them to recognize. I, I know you mentioned um, doing a chore. I know um, a former school um, first grade teacher used to, when they collected money for, for different charities, that was one way she got her students involved. She had them do chores at home to earn the money and then bring the money to school. So they, they recognized and did something and not just had their parents open their wallet and send it to, with them. I, I think that goes a long way because we sometimes are limited with what our six and seven year olds can do
1: in service. It, right. But when you teach them that virtue and you talk about the saints, they're mm-hmm. such wonderful stories. It's like, you know, having them live their faith. That's the beauty of Catholic schools that we're able to teach that with our kids. You know, it's not yes. just like, "Well, you were not not very nice to so and so." It's like, let's talk about what what would what would Jesus do? I mean, it, it really is a a true it's it's true about that, and it, and it that's why I think we're so lucky the way our we have a great our kids are just good kids. They've got a great yes. moral compass. Yes.
0: So, what is something
1: you hope your students remember about your school as they leave? I, I always. I just wanted them to be happy. I know, like, I think that was the one thing that I was so um, taken aback with watching the video. Just, like, I don't take myself that seriously. Like, you know, work hard, but, you know, you know, but take... But be find the joy and everything. I'm always like looking for the win. And I want, I just hope that they remember, um, that it was a happy place, you know, that they, and that, that, that they knew their principle. Like I, we do for the art, we only have one big fundraiser and it's principal of the day. So I, and I always do a couple so that, you know, we raise a little bit more money and it was just so funny because the little girl that was with me yesterday, She was just like, I just will, I'm just going to be so sad when I have to leave this place. And that's what I, I want them to be happy, you know, just like this joyful, um, that just that they were happy at school because school can be really hard for kids. You know, it's not easy. And even, oh, and we're so lucky. We have three resource teachers. So even our students that, you know, have, you know, learning differences, we're able to accommodate them and no one feels like, oh, those are the kids that have, you know, accommodations. Like we just, I think that's what I want that they, they left feeling happy, and they really enjoyed their time at St. Agnes. That's beautiful. So what
0: is one strategy or resource you use that no one should live without in the field of
1: education? Um, Well, I I always joke about it, but it's very true always have an alternative plan, you know, life yes. happens while we're making plans. I think that's like, just having been a working mom, my whole, you know, my whole career, like, you know, make sure that you have a backup plan, you know, because kids work on their own plane. You know, it's it, like, I remember this one, I, I was observing a new teacher and she, the lesson plan was beautiful. And, you know, it was, she was so, and it went terrible. And I'm like, look, <laughs> I said, that was a great plan, but they're six and they had their own plans, you know? So, yes. <laughs> you know, and even when I taught, I, when I taught fifth grade science and I had never taught fifth grade science before, it was one of those, like, that's what you're doing this year, Jen. And I remember like writing notes to me during the lesson, like this was a disaster. And I actually never said the word correctly, you know, it's like, so again, like just, I would do this differently. And so I always say, have a backup plan. And I, cause you don't, if you have that, you should be okay. You know, like uh, that's what I think.
0: I love it. No one shared that with me yet. Resource, favorite resources plan B. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um favorite childhood
1: teacher and why? Um so when my um my parents uh when we we grew up in Virginia for a little bit till we moved to New Jersey in third grade. So we went to a different um just cuz they were, you know, doing you know, going from a townhouse to a single family house. So, you know, we just we moved into different uh mm-hmm. like different schools. And when I was in second grade, her name was Mrs. Toyama, and I just thought that, and she was from Hawaii, and I just thought that was so exotic and so amazing, Um, you know, and like, and I think she had even been Miss Hawaii. Like, I was just, I was enamored with her, Um, and I probably drove her crazy, because I probably was at her desk all the time, because I remember, um, and I also remember, because it was a lesson I always taught my my teachers, she called me a social butterfly, and that, like, destroyed me. So it's like, be careful what you say to these kids you know because they will remember this like I am 50 years old and I am telling you about this you know so but I loved her yes. and she was so good to me and she was so sweet and nice and kind and that's why I loved her and, I, and but it was that whole Hawaii thing which I thought was so cool so <laughs> favorite scripture um so I have it, we, it was a reading at my wedding and it was um, Sirach. It's um, a faithful friend is a sturdy shelter and he who finds it has found treasure. And that just spoke to me because my husband is my best friend. But like that just to me, that that is that's such a, like, if you can remember that, like that things are, even when you're having a dark time, like if you have that, you're going to be okay. And I don't know why, for some reason, that's the one that has always, stuck to me. And I wish I could give you a better explanation, but that's just what it is.
0: Well, I hear it in your acceptance of your teachers. You've mentioned, okay, that lesson didn't go so well today. That's okay. You've mentioned um, giving them the freedom to take risks and make mistakes. And and that goes a long way. And I, I feel like that connects with that scripture
1: you just shared. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Any shoutouts today? Well, I would have to. I mean, we would start with my my mom and dad, Lee and Linda Brennan, because they gave me the gift of education, of Catholic education. They sent when we were when we went to New Jersey. We went to St. Paul's of, of Princeton, and my, my brother Ryan and Joanna. and I, We have great stories. We have so many fond memories from St. Paul's, and then um, and then obviously my husband Valdi, who and my daughters Lily and Maddie, because they have to listen to everything, and then the faculty and staff of of um, of my school. And I don't want to name one person because they all it's an amazing team. And every given day, someone does something for me or helps me in some way. It is a remarkable. I am so lucky. So lucky. it
0: definitely is a team effort. It definitely is at home and at school.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: It has been a pleasure speaking with you today, Jen. Um, oh, thank Laura, you for being like here. I said to
1: you, I feel like we would be building besties. I so enjoyed talking to you as well.
0: So well, we'll if have you ever want to do, do it again?
1: <laughs> yeah, got to dial dial me up again. I enjoy doing these. So, and and for our listeners,
0: if you happen to be in Arlington, Virginia, check in with Mrs. K. She is very sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, thank you to our NCA podcast community. Don't forget, the most valuable resource we have is each other. Do you or someone you know have something worth sharing? Let's connect. We could visit your diocese and introduce you as our next podcast guest. Thank you.